Welcome to the Clam Bake! How do you like me now? Maybe as a chowder or on a platter with melted butter and tangy mustard in a cluster from the coast of California. A trust of luscious muscles bathed in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon. Fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Welcome to the Clam Bake! Yay! You guys are in the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. I'm Lindsay Stidham. <laughs> and I'm Angela Gullner. And Angela has the fluish cold? Yeah, for the second time this fucking month, and I am so pissed. So I'm I'm at my house. Yeah, Aww. we'll just make a community service annou- announcement to get your flu shot, get everybody. Get your flu shot, guys. Definitely. Did you get and yours? Did she get I don't yours? know. You don't know if you got yours? Oh, did I get my flu shot? No, and now I'm paying for it. Oh, paying no. Hard. If you've never listened to us before, we have a different guest every week, and we talk about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism, because being a human is tough and being a feminist is complicated, but our best resource is each other, so we're going to talk today to the ladies of Why Mommy Drinks. Yay! Yay. That's us. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves a little bit, and then we'll get into it. Great. Well, hello. I'm Betsy Stover. I'm an actor. And I'm a comedian. I got three kids. Uh, they're all boys, three seven, five, kids. and two. I know. Isn't that nuts? Nutty. Um, so, yeah. I'm an actor. I do voiceover. I uh, I do improv comedy over at UCB. That's you nice. said they're three, five, and two? Um, I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. Yeah, your life is insane, yeah. lady. It's super. Bravo. Thank you. <laughs> Listen to this one over here. All right, let's hear it. Uh, I'm Amanda Allen, and I am the co-host of our podcast. Mm-hmm. I have three kids as well. I have a seven-year-old boy and then twin four-and-a-half-year-old girls. Twins! Yeah. <laughs> My so sister-in-law is a twin. Oh. And it's two girls, and they do look a lot alike. I'm sure when they were younger, people got them confused. They look different now. Like, they look like they've become... They're not identical, but you can definitely tell them apart. They're crazy. Their relationship is nuts. I feel like she would be fine with me even saying that out loud, too. Are they, like, best friends, or do they not get along? It's both. 100%. Oh. They're, like, best friends who also don't get along. Interesting. Yeah. That's it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like twins are fascinating. Yeah, to they're me. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky little things, twins. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, our first question for everybody is Are you a feminist? Why or why not? I'm definitely a feminist. Are yeah. you a feminist? Yeah, I'm a feminist. I feel like I have to be. That's, <laughs> that's why. Like, I, if not, then I hate myself. Right? I mean, I feel like as a woman, if you're like, no, what, I don't like, get what that. What are you doing? I don't understand it. Like, it means that you just don't understand it. I, I probably I mean. voted for Donald Trump. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you voted for Donald Trump, but you also just don't get what feminism. Like, I have I uh, family members who are feminists that voted for Donald Trump. Oh, jeez. They don't realize that they're feminists. That's so much to unpack right there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't even understand. Well, the call is coming from within the house a lot of the time when it comes to like the patriarchy and how you serve it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm a feminist. I believe in equality. I yeah. think I think we should be supporting each other and holding each other up and taking care of each other. And 
uh, burning down the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. I just love your answer. I, I'm a feminist, otherwise I hate myself. <laughs> One of the funniest answers we've had, I think. <laughs> um, well, most excellent. I know. It's so funny. Um, so tell us a bit about your podcast and how you came up with it and why you started doing it and all that good stuff. Right on. Well, our podcast is called Why Mommy Drinks. We've been doing it for a year now. Woo! Yeah. Us too. Ex- like almost exactly <gasps> one year. Oh, nice. Happy yeah. anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. That's Thank a big you. deal. It is. <laughs> like I can't, to be honest, I can't believe we have done it that long. Yeah. <laughs> last night we were talking on the phone and I was like, we've been doing this a year. Oh my God. I we know. have like 46 episodes. It's crazy. It's, it is Super crazy. insane. Yeah. So our show, uh, so we each have three kids each, and um, in each episode we talk. We each give a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink, yeah, and like broke us. And then we always have a guest on. A lot of times it's a comedian, but sometimes it's an actor or musician, and they uh, or director or whatever, and they tell us a story also about a time oh that God, their kids that. just yeah. broke them and drove them to. Drink. Are your kids friends? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. they play. Yeah, yeah. they play. Yeah. Together. They go to birthday, birthday parties, parties and stuff. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. They're close in Absolute age. chaos. <laughs> but yeah, the show is really just about like celebrating the chaos of parenthood mm-hmm. and um and being okay with that we're all a shit show and nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Right. It's the yeah. opposite of Pinterest. Yes. We wanted, that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. Because every mom like podcast that I'd ever heard was like, advice and how yeah. to be perfect and I was like I don't want I don't want any fucking advice yeah. I don't want to, I don't need advice to be perfect well, like the reality is it's really really messy and, and it's hard yeah it never works out how you want it to work out ever and we found that that's kind of a common theme everyone is experiencing that in their journey through parenthood you know yeah. men women it doesn't matter like no matter what you kind of get into it and you're like oh I don't know what the can we curse? Yeah, you can say everyone. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing here. And you start to, as you start to kind of grab a hold of that, you're turning around and your kids are growing up. And you're like, oh, no. You know, and so it's really nice to kind of have a space collectively where we can all tell these stories where we really mess up. And it's okay. Our kids are okay. And we have a good up. laugh. Yeah, it's it's the hindsight thing, right? Like It's, it's a lot of schadenfreude. Terrible when it's happening, but hilarious looking back. You know? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's, do you know what my least favorite brand of mom is? What? Yeah, what? The Instagram influencer mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even mom, so I do so not know pretty. if I'm allowed to say that. They're but all like, real pretty. I really hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just so fake. Yeah. 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 Because it, feel, it, it feels like it's like this, like women can have it all, like kind of. It like, just feels like very disingenuous. Like you know, their life does not look like their Instagram. Yeah. There's right. something kind of competitive about it. Oh, like, yeah. don't you wish you looked like this? And your life doesn't, so you suck. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> like I don't know. There's something kind of shitty about it. I feel like it's just like this, like it's absolutely I mean, kudos, impossible like, to uh, to yes. like really actually keep that standard of living up. Totally. You know? So it's like, here it is. Look at where I'm living. Good luck. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, how are you even there? Right. I can't keep a plant alive, let alone yeah. have a beautiful <laughs> succulent wall. You yeah. Know, while my kids stand in front of it showing the drawing that they drew of the succulent wall. You know, like totally. it's like, I don't. It's like the airbrushing like of. Domestic life. It is. It's a perfect way to describe it. What did you say, Ange? 
like the Ivanka brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just without reach yeah. by like a, a lot. Actually. Out of reach. <laughs> it's yeah. Way out of reach. Yeah. 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 Or like you have a lot of money, then maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, you're rich. I don't know. Oh no, <laughs> you just hate rich moms. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> I Even though, like, maybe I aspire to be one. Maybe that's why I hate it. I don't know. <laughs> I know some women like that stuff because it's like it's it's like fantasy, and so maybe to them it's that's an enjoyable part of it is that it's unattainable that it's fantasy. Like what? Look, like the moms that like to look at those pictures. Yeah. Well, they're inspirational. Yeah, aspirational yeah. in inspirational yeah it's like looking at uh, a West Elm catalog and thinking about your living room being like maybe yeah. maybe yeah. one day totally but really no, no. but also like Ikea. fuck that living room it's, it's yeah. just Ikea buy some books Target. totally totally <laughs> you're like what can crayon wash out of where's all your shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't right. all going in that right. storage ottoman the clutter in yeah. the, there's no clutter it's not true <laughs> I love it everybody's got some clutter somewhere oh yeah <laughs> come up to my house usually in my <laughs> brain that's where my clutter is <laughs> um so do parenting and drinking go hand in hand it depends on who you are yeah sure can uh <laughs> it doesn't have to it doesn't have to i it's mean it's not necessarily recommended yeah no i think i think like my mom we just interviewed my mom and she said that parenting made her a better drinker <laughs> A better drink? Yeah, I don't know what that what meant. What does that mean? It was terrible when she said it. I was like, oh. I think That's that funny. it made me so good at drinking. It made me better. Yeah, I guess because she just drank so much more. I think you get stressed out, so people try to find ways to cope with stress. Yeah. yeah. And so, that you know, like, there's a hand-in-hand thing where it's like, oh, I have kids. I'm stressed out. I have no way to, like, like deal with that stress. Yeah, it's I can't like you exercise. you can just go for a run. You got kids right. at home. You know, like, you... Unless you have a lot of money, you can pay someone to watch your kids while you go for effing run, you know, like. Yeah, think about all the tools that you currently use when you get stressed out. You can't go to the therapist because you have to get a babysitter to go to the therapist. You can't go out with your friends and dance. No. You can't lay on the couch all day and watch TV. Right, you can't have like a day where you're like, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm just going to sit back and relax until I can feel better. Like, no, there's kids yelling at you yeah. and punching you in the face. Literally, people yelling at you, punching you in the face, making you feel bad. Oh, man, you're really selling this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you put them to bed, sometimes, man, it's nice to you're like, treat oh, yourself to a, glass a little. Of wine. Yeah. yeah. So I think that in that aspect, people tend to equate the two because it's like the, you know, it's like the one out that you can find. It's a handy vice. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there is, we've talked a lot about like the, there's like a big wine mom culture, which which is funny because we play into that sort of like our title of our show, but it's interesting because on our show, it's never usually about the actual drinking. It's always about the why Mm. you want to drink. So it's the stories. It's the like, the reason behind it. It's the things that really push you to stress (laughs) you beyond belief versus like, so what did you drink this week? How do you make that cocktail? You know, like it's, it's like, why did mommy drink? Well, I tried to take your brother to a play date. The baby threw up in the car twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we ran out of gas. The, these are all literally things that happened to me a couple of weeks friend. ago. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he's single. <laughs> he looks great. With a great, Very beautiful girlfriend. Rested. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you know, those, those, it, that's more of what it's about because I think that there is this kind of stigma where it's like drinking and parenting. and Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, 
I was at a Christmas party with um, some dads, and they were there without their wives and without their kids, and they were like, "Um, I'm single, and I only have a dog. And they were like, do you have any drugs? And I was like, (gasps) they wanted to do drugs so bad because their wives and kids weren't there. What kind of drugs? They wanted to do any drug. Any drug anybody had. They were like, free. Yeah, they were like, we we must capitalize (laughs) on this night. I do that too. I always do the cocaine when I don't have anyone around me. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I think they were like maybe Just like heroin. I think they were like toddler. I think their kids were like tod- toddlers. Yeah. So they're like stuck yeah. and their wives are yeah. pissed and so they never get to go out when they do. They're with their wife and so they can't yeah. just like be free. So Totally. I get it. I've and it's there. a Christmas party I always stay too long at because it's like my favorite Christmas party that my friend has. So yeah. I was like there with like the party dwindlers and it was like these two dads and they were like, we're shutting this party down. Yo. <laughs> Because they're like, we still got it. We yeah. still got it. Yeah. We can do this. What? Yeah, yeah I've got like, all night. Into it. It was in really the morning, funny. you're going to be up at 6 a.m. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I felt like I had betrayed them. That yeah. I didn't have any drugs. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't get them any drugs? <laughs> I didn't have any on me, you guys. It's a good oh. Christmas party, but not that good. Yeah. I mean, come on. I love that they came out looking <laughs> for drugs. Let's celebrate Christ's birth with some coke. <laughs> I was like, respect. Respect to your desire to party. It's the fucking holiday season. Let's shoot up. That is hilarious. Um, Ange, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. Enjoying the ride. I'm glad. Do you want to ask the next question? Um, uh, sure. Um, has the, so you've had kids. Uh, since before our political climate really did a nosedive, did the did the change in power uh, change your approach to parenting at all? Yes. Oh, it did. It it has for me. It hasn't for you. I'll I'll tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. I my baseline of sort of depressed and overwhelmed and angry is much higher than it was before. So I feel like it's mm. sort of like there was a, what is it, a vice? A vice? Vice. You know, that thing that... Yeah, the vice grips. Yeah. I, I feel like everything's <laughs> just vice kind grips. of smushed and tight, like in a way that it kind of wasn't before. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I also feel a, a lot more... Uh, I mean, I always wanted to raise my kids to be feminist and to uh, be kind and to be political, um, but I feel much more of an urge to make sure that I do. That makes yeah. sense. I yeah. think for me, like the healthcare, uh, I have a child who needs uh, always needs a specialist because she's got issues, and so forever she's going to need extensive healthcare, and they. Uh, both of my girls and myself would be uh, kicked out of the we, – we would not be allowed to have health care if they passed what they want, which is like a lifetime maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, I get pissed and angry um, because you're you're now affecting my immediate family and myself. Uh, I feel like with this election, I personally took offense to it as a woman mm-hmm. um, m- more so than I ever had before. It opened my eyes. I didn't think – I was kind of stupid and thought people had my interests at heart. Yeah. And it made me realize that I need to do more and I need to be more vocal. And I think that has 
changed in that I want my kids to also see me being vocal and I want them to know that they need to be vocal if they want to change the world that they can't just rely on their elders to do it for them but like yeah. mm-hmm. they need to be proactive Active. yeah yeah so that has changed I yeah I think so but in my mind I want to be like nope we're going to move forward we are going to just keep moving forward and I already was like instilling this in you and I'm not going to let it like get me down because hmm. it's going to change again. Like, yeah. but, but ultimately you're right. The more I think about it. Yeah. It has changed things. It has. I mean, parenting is already kind of hard. I'm sure. And then, <laughs> then it, I, I don't know. It feels extra hard when you feel um, really sad and angry all the time. Yeah. You yeah. start really, you're looking at it and you're like, Oh wow. Well that's going to affect my daughter's. That's going to yeah. change how they go to school. That will change how, like, it changes their lives immediately. And so you start to get really upset at the people who are voting against your family and other people who are, like, we're pretty well off. We're okay. Yeah. We're pretty represented, you know? But, like, think about all the people yeah, that white ladies, white ladies who are, yeah. you know, come from, like, a Christian background. Yeah. We'll be fine. So the fact that we're like, oh, that affects me. Yeah. Like, can you, I mean, that's no. new for us, but it's like... Think about all the people that are underrepresented, and now are you getting <laughs> being told they're from shithole places? You know. Anyways, yeah. I digress. Yeah. But yeah, I, I literally have a <sighs> moment every single day. Every single day, it's yeah, like fucking it's, Groundhog Day. It's relentless. That, like alarm clock goes off. Where where <laughs> I remember tells you all the things that just happened. No, well, no, I'll just all of a sudden I'll be like, dee, 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 it's the morning, and then I'll be like, oh god, he's our president. <laughs> like I remember. It, and it it never doesn't feel horrible. It's always so hard. I know, and it's like hard to say his name, and it's hard yeah. to face the reality. It's like it feels like a nightmare. It is. It's a living nightmare, and I can't imagine how it's compounded when you're worrying about little people who can't yet take care of themselves. Like, yeah, you can really yeah. see the ripples. Like you can yeah. see sort of like how things affect everything down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have seven year olds, though. So, do you have political conversations with your older kids all the time? Yeah, for sure. What does that, that sound like? What is that like? Well, um, from at my house, we're very political and we're very frank and we talk about a lot of stuff. Betsy had a, uh, a Hillary Clinton <laughs> birthday party for one of her kids. Oh so my God, I love I, you. <laughs> my five year old, I want to make it really clear it was not my idea. No, I said, serious. What do you want to have? What kind of party do you want to have thinking it would be like Odd Squad or Paw Patrol or whatever? And he said, I want a voting party um, and I want to have it at the polling place. Yeah. And we, <laughs> which we didn't. We were like, you want to have it at that dirty old church? Let's have it at home. Um, and uh, and I want it to also be Hillary Clinton themed. Oh my God, I love your. I want to meet she him. She had an impersonator. She had a, a little, like, instead of a princess, it was Hillary Clinton. She came and did face oh painting God. and face painting. She was amazing. She had, they had a, a Donald Trump pinata and Hillary took a swing. Oh my it God. was lots of fun. So, it yeah, we're awesome. super political at my house. But yeah, my kids have a lot of very strong feelings about, I mean, about Donald Trump, about politics. My, <laughs> I remember when the, when the very first, uh, we would watch all of the debates at our house, the, yeah. all of them and the very first time my seven-year-old saw Donald Trump he walked into the room uh, I think it was I don't know if it was him and all the other Republicans or him and and uh, Hillary but he was like who's that guy with the yellow hair and we're like oh that's Donald Trump he's like I don't like that guy (laughs) he just hated him right off the bat kids are so intuitive they are so smart 
oh god, I gotta meet your kid. But yeah, what we a, have a what lot a of dream. <laughs> frank discussions about like um, the travel ban and uh, why, like my my husband was talking about how we were going to go to the women's march and my son was like mad about it he didn't want to he didn't want to go and he didn't want us to go and then my husband was like well look here's the thing like who does who does donald trump not like and like who is he fighting against and they talked about who is donald trump fighting against he's like we're we're men and we're and we're white and we need to be fighting for everyone else too um especially and he like got it Wow. So that was that's that was so good, cool. Yeah. Is feminist a word you have introduced and do you talk about that concept at all and how do you talk about it? Do you? I haven't. No, I haven't. I mean, I talk about it. My husband's a feminist. I'm a feminist. Uh my kids are feminists. Um Yeah, same. I don't know if we've used the word. No, and Just I lead think, by example. You know, I was raised in a house where uh I was never told I was less than because of my gender. Gender was never part of the equation. Even though there were even though the time changed, so there was my mom came home and cooked. My mom was in charge of taking care of us. My dad was working and traveling and then would come home and sit and read and hmm. you know, there were some of these like old school this old school mentality like he didn't change dirty diapers. But he never treated me like I was expected to do that, you mm-hmm. know? And it was like, both of them raised me to, it was like, you're intelligent, your education comes first, your looks are there, but they're not part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mm-hmm. always about what I could bring to the table, and it was never about um, how pretty I looked when I showed up, you yeah. know? And I think that's something that has informed who I've become as an adult mm-hmm. because I, I don't ever look at myself as a woman sitting at the table. I think I need to do that more actually and own that mm-hmm. and be like, but what do you need to own being the woman at the table? Because I've always looked at myself as just e- like a person at the table. Oh, so I've never been like, I'm a woman at the table and I'm representing that. Like I've yeah. always just been like, I'm the person here. I'm a person mm-hmm. and I expect you to treat me like a person. That's the second wave mentality. Yeah, I don't know. Of just See, like we're all equal, we all have pants. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think but it's, it's like no bitches. No. I have a skirt on, and well, it's great. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> the idea of like uh, when people say, "Oh, I'm colorblind." When it comes to like, you know, like there's that, right? Where you're like, well, I don't see color. Well, what you're doing is erasing an entire culture, an entire people, like all of everything that's happened to these people, you're reducing them and putting them into your whitewash or whatever to be the same. Yeah. So I think I was kind of doing that with gender where I was like. Kind of like feminism is humanism where I I don't think it is yet. It would be an amazing world if it was, but it's just not. No. And so instead it's important to recognize the struggle that we go through and then how we are discriminated against, but also celebrate what we can bring to the table and what makes us empowered and different and why why we have such why you need to listen to us i came to a realization a a few years ago and that's interesting it goes along with what you were just saying Uh, i think second wave feminism kind of erased a lot of uh stuff that we that women had built over centuries of just the way that we did things in the home or whatever and in the name of equality we kind of erased a lot of it to level the playing field but um but in that i think we um we no longer embrace a lot of a really amazing things that women have 
done. Right. Like, I remember watching this, um, it was like a PBS thing about quilting, which is very silly, but it talked about- That sounds beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) but it was beautiful, and there's all this sort of storytelling in it, and there's all this history in quilting, and it's very wrapped up in women and women's work over centuries. And And storytelling, right? Like, yeah, it's storytelling. It's telling you, there's all these meaning behind the way that it's made, and the different patterns, and- um, uh, and that's kind of like erased now because we, part, in part because we had to. Yeah. But also it's kind of sad. Yeah. There's yeah. no like coming together to create. I guess we do it in podcasts now. It's a podcast quilt <laughs> <laughs> where we all come and add something together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen The Post yet? The no. what? The Post. Is Mer- that a movie? Yeah, with Meryl and Tom Hanks. About, no. About the Pentagon Papers. We're moms. Papers. We don't watch movies. It's about the what? <laughs> It's about the Pentagon Papers and oh. the Washington Post and the and their decision to publish them. But Meryl Streep owns the her character. I forget their character's name already, but her character like owns the paper because her husband dies mm. and she's like the, uh it was actually her father's paper and the dad left the paper to her husband right. because it was the 70s and then a woman couldn't do it. Yeah, and then he commits suicide <laughs> and then she's in charge of the paper, but there is a scene so where the man she, couldn't do it. Right. So she's like <laughs> literally he couldn't. It was the news pre- the newsroom killed him. But uh oh, she, there's a scene where she's literally the only woman at the table. And it is so good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm surprised she wasn't nominated. She was, she was the best part of the movie. Because she, she's Meryl. She Bowling always again. is. Oh, no, she was nominated. Yeah, but I was like, like, she wasn't? I think she was nominated, but she's probably not going to win this time around. I don't know. I don't know. Oscars, whatever. I got to see that. <laughs> All right. I might have a screener somewhere. I'm like, I'm like in my Robbie. Yeah, yeah. She had a great performance. She was great. She yeah. In yeah. I, Tanya. She's also the best part of that movie. She's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those CGI heads were pretty bad, but everything else was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just realized, like, over and over again when you were talking about your seat at the table and, like, being a woman, I just I just saw the post last night, so I just kept picturing Meryl and her seat at the table. I get it. People always <laughs> picture Meryl when they I talk about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you do have those beautiful eyes. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so the kids don't know the word feminist yet, but you are talking politics. Oh, big time. Are yeah. you guys talking consent yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. Big wow. time. No? Like, I mean, um, I just say that you need to respect boundaries. Yeah. Physical, emotional, all of it. Oh, I get really freaked out because I, I mean, I don't want my kids to be <laughs> rapists. Um, I'm. I shouldn't laugh. I'm laughing because I mean I don't know. We're in com. I'm in comedy, and so many people, so many men in my, in our field have come out to be horrible monsters, and it's and you didn't know, and now you do. Anyway, um, but like also like I I've often on done improv for a really long time oh, too. Yeah. So like anytime it's a comedian, I'm, I'm like zero surprised. Uh-huh. I'm like zero surprised about the Aziz story too, even though uh, he's not a rapist. But I still am like. Oh, cool. That's my experience every time I dated a comedian. Like, every time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. Those guys, uh, we got to talk to them. <laughs> 
I know that with my son, a lot of times we'll get in situations where they might touch me or they might touch a family member or something. Like my sister, uh, they w- my son would maybe grab her boob or something and thought it was funny, and I and I just bring down the hammer and I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. you know, if if anyone tells you that they don't want to be touched like that, and then like no woman wants you to touch her there unless she asks you to touch her there. Oh boy, like yeah. So I get really on my high horse because I'm just yeah. so terrified that they that the message is not going to get through to them. Well, the girls keep going. I'm in charge of my own body. So I don't have to eat this food. Uh oh. And I'm like, um, that's oh not what God, it's about. That's <laughs> <laughs> they they have taken it to the next level where they're like, all right, I see, all right. I see. I'm gonna eat ice cream three meals of the day. Exactly. It's my body. We cannot have snacks right now. Well, I'm in charge of my body, and I say we can have snacks. I'm like, okay. I never should have taught you the word feminist. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love that though. That's great. I, that's amazing. I can, I literally cannot imagine sitting down with a child and trying to even address huge concepts like this. But it's like hmm. amazing that you are because I don't I don't spend small. enough time with kids. Yeah, you so. start small. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like you can't be like, listen, there's some rapists in the world. Yeah, and I'm doing everything I can to make sure you're not going to. Here's be what one. sex is. Also, yeah. here's what rape is. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it's just like, don't touch someone if they tell you not to touch them. And don't let your don't let anyone touch you or yeah. ask to see you. Yeah. Uh, there's a bathing suit zone. Yep. We call it the bathing suit area. Yeah. Don't touch anyone zone, in their bathing suit area. It's not for anyone else but you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not unless they tell you to touch them. There's there's always that too. It's like, no, but oh, I don't I want them to be weird about it. Yeah, I don't want them to have shame about it. I don't want them to feel weird when they're old enough to have a consensual hey. experience. Yeah, it's complicated. It's so complicated. It's all a grand experiment and you're just like, I hope my fucking experiment turns out okay. <laughs> it's going to take you... a long time to find out if it does. Do you think um <laughs> 18 years? Yeah. yeah. Or more. Mm-hmm. That's crazy town. Do you think schools are starting to talk about this stuff? No. No. The girls' preschool is. They got the whole, I'm in charge of my body from their school. So, oh, wow. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It was pretty good. They talked about uh, race the other day. During Martin Luther King, the girls came home and were talking to me about race and how the Dr. Martin King came together and made sure that people were all accepted for beyond whatever color skin they had. I was like, oh, okay. Four, yeah, Martin four and Luther, a half. That's good. Yeah. Martin Luther King Day is, has done a lot to start that conversation in my house, too. Mm-hmm. About Like, my son came home, and he was like, segregation is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to talk about oh. that. Oh, man, you guys have some real woke bays in your houses. <laughs> <laughs> segregation is the worst. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it. I'm just also imagining, like, I literally keep picturing your son's Hillary Clinton themed birthday, and I'm oh like, God. in my mind, he's like in a tiny suit. So I'm sure I don't know <laughs> if that was true, but he like, was in an American flag tank top. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Just as precious. And we had a tiny vi- voting booth where you got to vote on like hot dogs versus pizza oh so you didn't do the actual candidates no i mean we're in los angeles yeah pretty sure i know how that's gonna play out (laughs) and also we weren't sure like what was up with everybody who came to the party and we didn't want it to be awkward for anyone who was um (laughs) look if they came to your party yeah and hillary clinton is 
painting the faces of their kids. And they are a crazy Republican. A Donald Trump pinata. Yeah, fair enough. Then they oh you, they wouldn't God. stick around. They'd be like, "Oh, I forgot we have another party to go to." <laughs> yeah, where we only the wear Republican red hats. party. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did the Hillary Clinton impersonator talk about? Oh, I really have that. images of this party in my head, and I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she played like she played red light, green light with the kids, but she okay. played uh, red state, blue state. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So oh red state, God. you had to stop, and blue state, you could run. So that, like oh, that. It I was wish I was fun. at this party. It was a fun. It was a fun party. <laughs> was this pre or post election? Oh boy, it was in May. Of this year. Yeah. Whoa. Man, your kid's cool. <laughs> oh, and the coolest thing. Oh, do you have a oh picture? Oh, my God. I'm looking at a picture. K- Hales is wearing, like, a teal suit. She's pretty good. I'm even yeah. just seeing, like, a sideways glance of her, and I'm like, yeah, that lady can pass. She passes. Yeah. That's great. It was yeah. awesome. And just. I cannot believe that. That is so here, effing Here's awesome. her doing uh, face painting. Oh, my God. She's Hillary, and she face paints. Yeah. <laughs> she was, like, a party princess. <laughs> A party princess as Hillary. That's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, oh this yeah. Was a, this so this was, was the big part. Big part. We we pulled all like every. Um, what am I trying to say? We, we tried to pull strings. all the strings. We pulled all the strings to maybe get like a video greeting from Hillary for his <gasps> birthday. Oh my god! And we got a letter and a signed picture. Wow! And it was a beautiful letter. Um, and uh, what happened when he opened it? He was. He was well. We were more psyched, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, like, I'm yeah. five. I can't read. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think he'll be really happy to have it when he's older. And we yeah. have it's it's framed on our wall. Oh my god, what a cool guy! I love it. I love it. Um. So next question: <laughs> Do you think we value motherhood in this country? Why or why not? Mm-mm, no. No. We may say that we do. No. But yeah. ultimately, our actions speak otherwise. Yeah. If, if we valued motherhood, we would have uh, family leave. We would, um, wouldn't shame women for breastfeeding in public and make them feel like they had to nurse their kids in a bathroom. Oh. Did you experience a lot of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many times you're in a restaurant and you just have to go sit like on a toilet or find a chair off to the side and you're breastfeeding in the side. You by the as time goes by, you're just like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's so overwhelming anyways. And you're like, oh, I don't want to make these people feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to take my kid to the dirty bathroom and feed them in there. Meanwhile, nobody else is eating in there, but the little baby is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And family yeah, leave is terrible. Suck. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of those instances that you don't even realize. You just go through them and you just accept it for what it is. You know, like, you just get sent home. Everything's kind of like, there you go. There's no help. When you hear about the way that they do it in other countries, especially in Europe and in Scandinavia, it makes you realize just how devalued mothers are Yeah, and then, like, work is not set up for mothers, like, the timing and the way preschool works and how... school and how that's timed. How everything... It's not timed to kind of give anyone the chance to be a mom and um uh like a working, a working woman in yeah. the world you know so it's 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 and you're also always the one that has to go and take care of the kid if you're working like the nobody ever asks my husband like they're always when he's like I have to go get the kids they're like but doesn't your don't you have a wife you know yeah. like it's Ugh. it's still just part even in Los Angeles even oh, yeah. in Los Angeles yes in, in like people just assume the mom will go do it but there's nothing that, like, it's not like I get a set amount of, like, 
leave early to pick your kids up from school hours or anything like that. Not yeah. that that and has if to you, happen. But and like, if you did, everyone would have a fucking Everybody fit. would be pissed because yeah. they'd be like, well, I don't have kids, that, but I don't get those hours. You'd be like, okay. You go to the doctor sometimes. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how do you fix it. But yeah, there isn't... There is, it I isn't... I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know. It just is kind of how it is, right? The other thing is, is like when you come home in other places, uh, the new mom comes home and there's like um, medical help. Mm-hmm. So they get nurses who A come nurse. and help them. Wow. They come do the dishes. They work with help. Them. Yeah. yeah. And here you get none of that at You're all. You're on your own. You're on your own. Fuck and, you yeah. for having a baby and... Letting someone put it in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. And the hospital is so expensive. As a woman, like, I feel like there's also still this cultural expectation, you know, like. Of what? so twisted. Oh, to, like, bounce back and look sexy? Well, that and it's like, it, it, it's like with the anti-abortion lobby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, there's just no winning for women. We're no. We're just these vets. Yeah, when you think too deeply about it, you're like, America's really far behind. Like, yeah, really far. For real. Yeah. Yeah, you start watching The Handmaid's Tale and, and you're like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 But and, it's and Donald Trump gets elected and you're like, oh, shit, that, that could fucking happen. <laughs> women, <laughs> That's women why are, it's scary. Yeah. Women are pressured to get married and have kids. And, Absolutely. And pressured to not have birth control or abortions. Um but then there's also uh, uh, there's not like a, a lot of help for them once they do. Yeah, it's I don't okay. know. Family you, values is a lie. You ladies yeah. heard about the prime minister of New Zealand? No, she's a fucking badass. Oh great! She her man stays at home. She just had a kid, and they are not fucking married. And she's the fucking prime minister. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like she is a boss ass bitch. It's rad. Anyway, let's all, let's all move to New Zealand. <laughs> nice. I'll have to have her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening. We'll send Pre- her a message. New, yeah. New Zealanders, how do we get her on? I uh, mean, have her come on Why Mommy Drinks and she can tell <laughs> yeah. us her shit we show. We have a Facebook group. She can join that. And yeah. There, she'll find us. Get on our Facebook groups, New Zealanders. Get her on our podcasts. Um, tell her that we got a. Shape up in America or ship yeah. out. Yeah. Ship out to New Zealand. <laughs> um, Angela, I want to let you ask the next, next question. Um, well, has, has motherhood changed your relationship to your own parents? Oh, definitely. I mean, has it for you, Amanda? Yeah. Yeah. I think I used to be, uh, I used to, I used to be angry at my parents for not being able to do it the way I wanted it done. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing that nobody can have it done the way they want it done because no. none of us know what we're doing. And yeah. I didn't realize that until he became a parent. You just think your parents know what they're doing. You think that they are uh, these all knowing beings. Yeah. And then after you have kids, you realize, Oh, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. They were just making it up as they went along. And it's a mind blowing realization when it happens. Cause then you see your parents as humans yes. instead of like, um, yeah. what omnipotent? No. Yeah. Yeah. So like omniscient, omniscient. Thank yeah. you. Omnipotent. What is that? <laughs> I'll know it up. Yeah. I'll know. Are they both the same word? Omniscient is like, is that a word? Maybe it's yeah. all seeing omniscience. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think even just becoming an adult, so much of it is just realizing your parents are just people and they're yeah. people with lots of faults and that's okay yeah. and that's human. And uh, yeah, I think as as parents, you just see, oh, and, and they're also parents who mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing and fuck up and tried their best and yeah. <laughs> so they're like th- their humanity is more tangible mm-hmm. yeah yeah it also yeah. gives you a little bit more of a connection with your parents mm-hmm. i've i find because now it's you don't have to just make small fucking talk about like what movies you like you can talk <laughs> about like i don't know about you but it's always like so see any good movies lately what's cousin steven up to <laughs> um that you can be you can talk about your kids which is a, a silly thing but really helpful (laughs) it's nice to have something that you can talk about that you both enjoy yeah (laughs) in a really basic way i'm in this weird stage you guys where i've realized my parents are very sad for me that i do not have a significant other like it is a thing and it makes and then it makes me sad like normally i'm like it's fine i like i like realize how much i enjoy being alone and appreciated and what i can get done but like Every once in a while, it's like their sadness that launches me into sadness. And then I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. Oh, I'm what sorry. What are you going to do? That sucks. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's crazy, right? It's like societal notions that like you can't, you can't escape them. Or people are like, well, that's like, that's your next thing. That's like what you're supposed to be doing now. Right. Yeah. I think like as parents, you do, uh, when your kids are growing up through their whole entire lives, Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, I just want you to have this thing. Dad. Yeah. Right. I want you to have everything you possibly can. And and it sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be this the thing that everyone else has when they have it. And as, right. and that's one of those moments where parents don't realize that until after they go, Oh, oh, I was putting that on you. I have that I talk about that on the show a lot. Like I, I find myself putting things on my kids mm. that I didn't realize I was doing until after and then I screwed them up. But you know, <laughs> it's like you're like, Oh, you have to win this award so that you feel accomplished. Meanwhile, he's like, I don't care about the damn award. Like it doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. It's the same kind of thing where you're like, they're like, I just want you to find love so that you feel fulfilled. And you're right. like, oh, but I feel fulfilled. Yeah. And totally. you're like, Oh. But yeah. for me, I want you to have a significant other. Right, right. But it's not about that. You well, know? in a very basic way, I think, we're at the end of the day, we're all animals. Yeah. And yes. every animal and every carbon-based living thing wants to reproduce and see its own genetic material, uh, you know, follow continue. Yeah. And at the end of or the day, it, it may seem more complicated and emotional, but that's what that is about. Oh, yeah. My animal hormones are in full effect. Yeah. And your, and your parents are just like, I want to see my genes keep going. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have my brother for that, though. It's like, that's, oh, more, well, then, that's more on lockdown. So. Well, good. <laughs> anyway, I'm, uh, thanks for this therapy session. Let's uh, ask another <laughs> question. <laughs> That's so funny. I did not feel pressure to have children. Um, I probably felt a little more pressure, if anything, just to get married. Um, My husband and I lived together for a long time. Uh, We were engaged for five and a half years. Uh, Yes, I kind of love that. Yeah, we were happy (laughs) with just how it was. There was not, we didn't really feel like we needed to change anything. But I, I think ultimately I felt a little like, oh, we should just do this so that our families feel like settled about us even though we feel totally settled um and uh 
but as far as having kids go, I never felt pressure. I turned like 30 and then my body was like, you want kids? You got to have kids. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, body. Yeah, it's weird. I had like a clicking moment where I saw like a little baby foot and I was like, oh, I want that. Mm-hmm. Like it was like this strange, like whoosh, whoosh, like it, something Ugh. hardwired in my yes. brain that just went snap. And I was like, oh, we can have kids now. Like it was a really weird thing. Yeah, was I it call it the baby every, crazies. Every baby you saw or just some babies? That was just a one baby that I saw. The just one the baby one. foot, it fell out of the mom was holding it. It fell out of the blanket. And I was like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my body's picky. My body with some babies is like, yeah, one day I want that. And other babies, I'm like, yeah. nope, nope, nope. <laughs> my body's doing it now. Like, I know I don't want any more because, like, uh-huh. I'll hold a baby and I'm like, cute. Take it I back. I feel nothing. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You don't have that feeling of like, oh, I smell you. Oh, uh-oh. Instead, you're just like, no. My body no, was like, that. it's the cocaine baby smell. My yeah. body was like, <laughs> if you don't have a baby, you'll never feel happy that's what my body told me isn't that horrible oh. I'm, i that i remember feeling that way i was just like i'm so upset i'm so sad and the only thing that will fix it is a baby that's how i felt yeah and it, bodies actually, are nuts bodies are fucking nuts yeah they lie to you they're crazy <laughs> yeah and yeah i mean at the end of the day that was my crazy hormones yeah yeah I mean, that, it, it makes make sense. Like biologically, your body yeah, is like, you got to get it. this show on the it's road. Like, and I'm going to make you feel crazy right. about it until you do what yeah. I want. I'm going to do everything I can to piss <laughs> yes. you off until you finally get knocked up. Yes. Mm-hmm. It knows you better than you. <laughs> oh, fucking body. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> body. It's the worst. I have yeah. no agency. We're just animals. <laughs> we are. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's crazy. Yeah. I've had that cocaine baby smell happen to me yeah. where I like I smell and hold the baby and touch the fresh skin and I'm like, oh, I need it. Oh, I need it. <laughs> it's surreal. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> the, good thing, the good thing, bad thing is I know that it can go away. It does go away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a friend who went through that and she didn't have kids and it, it eventually went away and now she has a fucking amazing life where she goes mm. skiing all the time oh. and has lots of dogs. She's, it's, Yeah. I asked of the dog thing. That's my dream that I like have a house with 10 dogs. I know it's Angela's dream as well. <laughs> dog yeah, farm. I experience that cocaine feeling, but when I see like videos of little pigs, that's oh, what I yeah. want. We both like want to live on a farm, basically. I don't blame you. Farms are great. One day we'll have our communal farm, and <laughs> One day. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll let you ask the next question. I'm glad you're on the phone, by the way. I'm Me glad too. you're alive. <laughs> um, what... Has has no motherhood reaction. changed your relationship to your body? Hell yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've always been sort of like a my body is the thing that houses my brain. Uh, I've 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 never been one. I don't know. That's always kind of been my relationship with my body. It's a very practical relationship. However, um, something that I learned about my body and something that I learned about maybe femaleness uh, after I had kids that I thought was really shocking um, and surprising and sort of dismaying in a lot of ways um, was after having a baby I realized how much um, how much pain and discomfort and how much burden the female body sort of holds and hides um, for the comfort of others does that make yes. sense yeah. No one wants to know about all that pain and discomfort, Mm-mm. and and yeah. we're supposed to smile through it. Or they give you lots of drugs so that you can't talk about it because you're so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And that was sort of a shocking realization about 
femaleness and womanhood that I had never learned before. I remember like when I first had my baby, I felt really empowered by my body. I was like, mm-hmm. this body made a baby. Yeah. I might be flabby, but I can feed my baby. I created a life. Yeah. I gave birth to a life. I'm doing it. Like I, nothing can stop me. I don't care what my body looks like from now on. Yeah. Cause fuck yes. Like look at what I could accomplish and do. Yeah. And then like nine months, 10 months later, I was like, fucking shit. Why does my body have to look like this? Like, my tits are in my belly button and my ass is droopy now. It's never going back no matter how many leg lifts I do. And you're just like, why do I have extra skin? And you just kind of start going like, wait, but I want my body back. At least my body. And and so you have to kind of like find this way to shift Mm. your thinking where you're like, oh wait, this is my body. body. (laughs) This is my body now. But I want to look like I did when I was 23. Well, when you were 23, you didn't make three people in you no no yeah <laughs> i mean that's the thing there was, a, there was a joke there <laughs> oh, yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm at peace with like this is what a body looks like when they've made three yeah. children right when they've bore three pregnancies when they've nursed three babies Blah. like that's what that looks it's a like a lot of work on a body it's a lot of work on a body and it's good and, and i'm proud of it did you guys feel hot when you were pregnant? No. No. No, I, I felt that. like Grimace from McDonald's. Do you know who he is? <laughs> Chris Farley mixed together when he does his little, like, fat man in a little coat. I felt like I have nothing oh, fit. I couldn't get anywhere. <laughs> I was always breathing heavy. I waddled the minute I found I was pregnant. I snored. Yeah. My oh, face swelled up. My nose swelled. My yeah. feet changed. It just screws with you. And then everybody tells you how much larger you are than you are. <laughs> yes, it's oh, true. No. Never wear horizontal stripes. That's what I've learned. It's very strange because in this country, they tell you to not gain weight, right? And so right. like all you hear from every everywhere you look, they're like, be skinny, be this perfect woman, be what, you know, like show us your skinny side. Even before you're pregnant. And then you get pregnant and you start getting like bigger and bigger. And in the beginning, it just feels like you're getting really fat really fast. And you feel like, oh God, like you feel shamed because your body is getting so much larger and wider and you don't have any control over it. And you're like, I know it's because I'm pregnant, but I yeah. feel like I'm just getting fat. really fat. Yeah, and a lot of women I notice will say that. They're like, oh, I'm so fat. fat. And I, I'm like always you're like, pregnant. you're pregnant. You're not fat. <laughs> right. You have a baby in there. When it starts going outward a little, you feel a little better about it, but it takes a while to get to that point. Yeah. And so your body's just like, Rah. Oh, my God. And you, yeah, and that's when you realize that you yet you value like that's when you start to think about how your body affects how you see yourself mm. in the world. It's strange. Totally, yeah. it screws with you. Yeah, that's insanity, you guys. But and yeah, amazing even, magic all at once. Even just like when you have a, a pregnancy and it's early on and you're not supposed to tell anyone, which I personally want to just I'm on like a one woman campaign to change that. I think we should tell everyone. And normalize, even though those first three months you can lose a baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. who's here's the thing? Who are you helping by not telling? telling? Yeah, only like everyone I guess, else. Everyone else. And so everyone else doesn't feel so fucking sad. That's so truthful. Fuck that. So you have a miscarriage, and then you're you can't tell anybody yeah, you why like, you're. Yeah, you keep it a secret quietly and like bleed <laughs> and, and suffer and suffer through all of that and not get any support and then pretend like it didn't happen and then pretend like it didn't happen. Go to work. So and, who is and that no saving? Is it saving you from embarrassment? No, it's yeah. saving everyone else from feeling weird and sad. Fuck that. <laughs> that is so I'm, true. I'm so 
that's my I love that my notion. one woman campaign. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, to me, that's part of that sort of silent bearing of I mean, I wouldn't discomfort. go buy a crib if you just got you're nine weeks pregnant. No. But you can tell whoever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, so many women have miscarriages. It's so, so normal. It's insane. Like, almost. And yet, I, I feel like it's like the majority. I agree. A lot of people kid. don't even know that they're having miscarriages a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Too. I think yeah. this statistic is one in four. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a lot. That's a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Almost every woman I know who's similar to my age, like my friends who have been pregnant, almost every single one of them had a miscarriage first. Yeah. Almost all of them. Mm. I think only I think only have one friend that she just got pregnant and everybody else had a miscarriage first. And yeah. exactly what you said, one of them had no idea it was happening. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Because she, she didn't even know she was pregnant right. yet. Right. And then, but then she was like, something is wrong with me. Yeah. It's terrifying slash we should totally be talking about it. Yeah. I'm glad you guys brought it up. <laughs> anyway, Ange, I'm just like throwing the questions to you because I'm like, stop following our outline a little bit. Do you have another question? <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, I do like the what advice do you have for new moms? Yeah. Uh, don't listen to advice. Yeah. <laughs> trust, <laughs> trust your gut. Yeah. I mean, I would just, for me, then it's like you're, t- the best advice I ever got pertain to breastfeeding and it was from a stranger so there's two things here one listen to what people tell you take what you want and throw the rest of that shit yeah. away and the other thing because you don't know you don't know where it's going to come from it could come from like a random lady on the street which is kind of i think or a bus like a lady was riding next to me on the bus and she was like because <laughs> everybody tells you everything how to raise your kid even before you oh, have a kid they're like right. oh you're pregnant here's what you need to know literally strangers right. on the like, street oh, okay but she said to me are you planning on breastfeeding? I said, I don't know. You know, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to see what happens. She said, that's the best way to go into it. She goes, I'm, all you need to think about is go feeding to feeding. And I was like, oh. And I think it. So What's the, that mean? Well, because it's so hard and it hurts so bad in the beginning. And mm-hmm. everybody goes, well, I have to do three months or I have to do a year. I give yeah. myself. And they put goals. So the goals are so far away and there's just so much happening. And I think especially when it comes to parenting, it's so good to just like try to be just present mm-hmm. and move forward. And as you get the kids get older, you can kind of push that present out a little further and further. But mm-hmm. in the beginning, Go easy on yourself. Don't set up these giant expectations, these Pinterest life that you're going to be like, it yes. has to be in this box or else I'm failing. Yes. And if you if you can go into it just starting that moment being like, I'm just going to live moment to moment and I'm going to fail one moment. That's okay. I'm going to pick myself back up and mm-hmm. there's another moment. Like I think that that was the best advice I got. It helped take a lot of pressure off of myself because you're going to you go into it with so much pressure. And you get guilt if you do it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Shame if you if you do it the way you want. You know, it's like, ugh. So P.S. Here's a little hint. No matter what you think you're doing right or wrong, there is someone who thinks the opposite yeah. is true. Yeah. Right. Did that make any sense? Like, no matter what, you're right. And no matter That's what, right. you're fucked. So like just <laughs> do you. <laughs> I I have a mantra. That has served me well, and I try to share it with new moms when I, whenever I can, which is, um, eh, it'll probably be fine. And that is literally, <laughs> eh, it will probably be fine. The baby is eating sand. Eh, it'll probably be fine. My son is licking his shoe at the doctor's office. Eh, it'll probably be fine. What's that rash? It'll probably be fine. And it. More often than not, it is, and 
you just can't worry about every fucking thing. And even when it's not, that is the only thought that can comfort you. Yeah. <laughs> because when it's not and you're just sitting there, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to have to go forward and believe that it will probably be fine. Yeah. More often than not, it totally is. It does eventually get there. I think that's a good life mantra for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, parenting is so out of control. I think up until I had kids, I felt like I had a lot of control over my life and the direction it was going in and the things I did and the places I went and the people I saw. And then kids really just kind of throw it all into yep. flux and you you really can't control that much and you have to be at peace with that chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is like good life advice. <laughs> you know what's funny is on our show we never give advice. That's true. We also never get political. Yes. So oh. this is a really fun. Oh, and are you having thing. fun? Yeah. Because <laughs> we just try to keep it open to everybody because it's yeah. So it's fun to to kind of like. That's nice. You'll probably have a much those. more successful podcast. Than oh me. no. <laughs> we're we're super political. We're niche. We're niche I think guys. It's good. I we're clam. Good. We're clam. Good to go and talk about it. Oh yeah. We're super political in our real. life. Life. We just don't talk about it on our podcast. Yeah. We want to make all, yeah. Yeah, you're for all moms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're for probably, um, we're trying to be for all clams. We're trying hard, but I think that, <laughs> yeah. I think that there's probably a certain breed of clam that likes us more than other breeds. Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out there's like a couple, a couple out there that are like, I really love all of it. Except for the Trump part. But <laughs> yeah. you're like, how is that possible? Okay. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, some clams want to be in the ocean and some clams want to be in the chowder. Oh. And, uh, you know? There you go. I love it. You yeah. can't blame them. I love clam chowder. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. Get in the ocean. <laughs> All their life, they've been t- told they should be in that chowder. Oh, they God. don't know. Oh God, it's so true and right? so sad. Get in the chowder, ladies. You're killing yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm here oh to tell God. you, the ocean is fabulous. Who needs Forrest Gump when Betsy's around? <laughs> life is like Gump a clam in the ocean. <laughs> That's what that's what Forrest Gump that sounds like, sounds right? Just like an old, like, like an old Who Southern needs to black watch man. Watch the movie. I'm just gonna have you <laughs> tell me what it is. I love it. Just tell me old <laughs> proverbs or what are they? What omniscience? Um, <laughs> like colloquialisms. Colloquialisms. <laughs> yes. Life is like a clam in the chowder that doesn't know he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> Patriarch is like a chowder <laughs> full of <laughs> white milk. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if that doesn't oh, make any sense. It does, though, in a weird it? way. It's a bunch of This is like uh, we're exploring completely new clam metaphors that we've never addressed. <laughs> and as you can imagine, we've made a lot of clam jokes on this podcast. I'm just like. Oh, guys, I've got a Tinder message as we were sitting here. Wow. That that That's crazy. I bet, I bet they're listening to your show and they're like, oh, I heard your parents want you to find love. I, oh, is this I, a live podcast? I, I picked this awesome. podcast on dating profiles that so would hard. so good. It's such a good test. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. a really good My test. My husband is a feminist. I don't know how people do it yeah, with neither. not a feminist partner me neither it's really easy to eliminate to like not go on a lot of dates by advertising your feminist podcast <laughs> on your dating profile um anyway angela you asked the next question 
Are you still here? You guys, I might have hit my fever peak. Oh, no. Sign off. Oh, my God. Please feel better soon. Thanks. (laughs) What do you recommend to parents when you are driven to drink? What is your favorite recommendation of what they should drink? (gasps) I love a vodka martini. I like Tito's vodka, and I like uh, it a little bit dirty, and that. And I could I can make it in I my sleep. I love a dirty martini too. I never have vodka in my house because I'm not oh. good enough to carry vodka in my house. Uh, but I what usually does that mean? You mean drink you're not it all right away? Disciplines or you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't ever think about hard alcohol most of the time. I think about it all the time. Yeah, I think we just get we'll get like wine. So I usually will do a couple of ice cubes in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> whatever wine is nearby. Yeah, easy peasy. On our little show we did with Awestruck. So we have a show called uh, Drink It Be Mommy. It's and a web series on Awestruck. Yeah, oh, one, of, one of our episodes, uh, we make my favorite drink, which I call, what is it? Any December Night. Any December Night. Which is just wine in a glass with some ice cubes. Because I you like know, to trash it up. Like like your mom probably did. Yeah. I yeah. remember my mom used to always drink wine with an ice cold. cube. Yeah. No. <laughs> I still put ice cubes in my wine. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Chardonnay it, in a box. You're hydrating. You're hydrating exactly. while you're dehydrating. Then, then you don't have to take a little break and have a glass of no, water in between. It. Yeah, it's in no. there. It's all mixed in. <laughs> yep. You know you had too much when you forget to put the ice in and you still think it tastes good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have a glass of wine tonight, I think. Mm, I'm going to have a martini I'm crazy. tonight. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even a mom, as I've pointed out several times. Just a dog mom. <laughs> last, night, last night I had one glass of wine watching a movie, and this morning I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, cheap wine. Old. Did you have cheap wine? Yeah, it was at the movie theater. I'm sure it was bad wine. Yeah. 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 Sugar. That definitely happens after you have kids. You, your tolerance goes way down. It's, yeah, yeah, you can't drink much at all. I always think I can, and then the next day I'm like, oh. No, I can't. <laughs> There's like all that weird, all those like weird stereotypes about moms. Like they can't hold their liquor. They wear high waisted jeans. Oh. Like all that stuff is true, but it's it's because. There's like reasons. Yeah, you wear high waisted jeans because you need something to suck that shit in. Yeah, your body changes. Yeah, I'm and shaped then, like a rectangle now. That's yeah. just we can't how hold our is. alcohol because we don't drink that much, and we gotta be up at six a.m. If we could sleep it off and eat a bunch of pizza the next day, maybe we could drink more. But we can't. You gotta get up and go. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, if you go to those Christmas parties without your kids or your husband. Then you can party. Then you can have all the drugs, like those dads. (laughs) I'll never forget those Those, dads. Um, That's hilarious. (laughs) Do you have any drugs? Uh, There's nothing more desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Any drug. Also, it's been like, I'm from my 18-month-old. You want to get fucking high. What is happening at home that they want to do all the drugs? I know. I think they're just still adjusting. I think they're pretty yeah. new dads. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like, I want to be a real person yeah. again. They're like, real what is person life? by being fucked up. Yeah. That is something that's uh, difficult uh. about becoming a mom is that all of a sudden everyone treats you like a mom. Yeah. Right. They don't ask you about politics or no. how things they might normally talk to you yeah. about. They ask how your kids are, that sort of mm. thing, which is super weird. Yeah, it's terrible. You lose your sense of identity. Your mm-hmm. identity is just that you're a mom. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, can take a while to adjust to. It does. It takes a yeah, because you're like, I have so many things that I've done, and who I, I am a person. <laughs> I made like a big life for myself, and then you know, yeah, I threw it away and got pregnant. But you know, it's I will find it again. Yeah, and I think <laughs> men get a taste of that when they have kids. Yeah, 
So maybe that's what they're relating to. Yeah. And men, it, it's harder because uh, I mean, reacting. Well, to. men, the, men have an interesting like trajectory that doesn't get talked about either, and that they're not carrying the baby. So when they bond with the baby, it's usually after the baby's born. And yes. So and sometimes it takes a while. It takes a long mm-hmm. while, yeah. and it shifts their life. So physically, <gasps> oh my god, that was some good advice I got too, which is, however you feel about the baby when the baby arrives is right. Oh yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Postpartum. Yeah. yeah. You Sorry, may not, you may not like that baby. Yeah, you may not like that baby you or will. feel connected. One day you will. Like uh, you know, you you might not be like, I'm in love. Yeah, don't feel like you're wrong if you don't exactly. feel immediate connection. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, but it's true because that's what the dads go through a lot of the time because they it takes them longer to hold the baby to get that connection going. Like the moms when you're pregnant towards the end, your body wakes you up. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because it'll wake you up around the times when your baby will wake up after the baby's born. Whoa. So, like, you'll wake up, you're pregnant, it's like four o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh, God, why can't I just sleep through the night? It's because your body's preparing you to be able to take care and feed your baby when the baby needs to be fed after it's born. Wow. So, it's starting to condition you so that you are already operating off lack of sleep by the time the baby comes. But the dad doesn't have that experience. So, then all of a sudden, they go from like, snoozeville, totally fine, to yeah. every three yeah. hours. Ah! And you're like, I hate this. And so they have such a, like a stark yes. shift in their lives. Right. And there's nothing out there either for men that kind of supports that. Yeah. It says like, oh, yeah, here's how you can handle the right. fact that you are you just lost the, your prior life. Yeah. Now you're stuck here. You don't your even. Partner's your partner's kind of crazy. Your partner's nuts because she's filled with hormones that are making her like want to kill everyone around her. She looks she looks different. She looks way different and than every, that girl you married. Everything <laughs> is gross and she's <laughs> everything's beautiful. It's everything, just different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite part about being a mom? What's your favorite part about being a mom in Los Angeles? Uh-huh. We have listeners not in LA, but I feel like it's probably a unique experience to be a mom here. Well, being a mom in Los Angeles is awesome. I mean, it's like summer and spring all the time. Yeah, my kids get to play outside all year long. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. There's lots of outdoor stuff to do. You can go to the beach all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, when it's warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so I I spent the first three years of motherhood in Brooklyn, which is also an amazing place to raise kids. But um, but yeah, Los Angeles. There's a lot of outdoorsy stuff to do, yeah. which I like. And the people, the quality, you know, like it's you're much in more a welcoming city. of families too. Yeah, you're in a big, big city, so you have like the food and and some culture and and entertainment everywhere, which is pretty neat too. But the fact that like you can have that while enjoying a, a beautiful hike and like the beaches and the mountains and it's all nearby, like I find that to be as a mom pretty awesome because yeah, our kids get like a do. well-rounded experience yeah. instead of just being like one or the other, museums or indoors all the time. Like, my kids, when we lived on the East Coast, were indoors nine months out of the year. Same. And it was really hard because yeah. you're like, everybody gets sick all the time because it's just it's just mm. a Petri dish everywhere you go. And and it was just like a pain in the ass every time you had to go anywhere. Everybody has to suit up to go. It's just depressing. So that's part of why we moved. And it's nice. Like, I don't ever have to buy snow coats or yeah. snow suits. Yeah, or, for real. It's also nice because you don't have to buy as many clothes. You don't have to buy seasonal clothes here. Hardly. You buy, yeah. like... A long sleeve T-shirt and some shorts and a pants, a pair of pants. You know, like <laughs> you don't need anything more, really. You need like a windbreaker mm-hmm. or a little jacket or a hoodie. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah. As far as my favorite uh, thing about motherhood and having kids, um, I 
it, it sounds maybe really simple, but I really love that I made people. Yeah. Uh, and I love these people <laughs> that I made. Like, I love what is amazing people. to me about having kids is that you can sort of take your worldview and impart it to this other person. And they will, even after you're dead, perpet- hopefully, <laughs> if you do a, maybe a real good job, they'll perpetuate that worldview, um, good or bad. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It was very exciting to me to like, oh, let's put our genes together and like make a superhuman and it's going to be like a great person for the world. And it's going to be like a, this person's going to be a really great, I hope gift for the world that's going to do good things. That is amazing. That is inspiring. (laughs) I just had my kids to make sure somebody would take care of me. Yeah. Um, When you're old. um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, I don't know. I think the best part is just getting to know them, you know, because they're their own people. And so it's like watching them kind of turn into that. And then you look back at baby pictures and you're like, wow, they were that person from the beginning. Yes. You know, it's so (gasps) They were that person from when they were in your stomach. It's pretty cool. That's what is amazing to me. It's cool to see that progression and to like kind of just witness it and try to help guide it as best you can. But to be like, neat. Like, I love you and you are great. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It's given me such an amazing perspective on on the world and about people. Yeah. To, to know that, like, oh, my son was this way when he, even before he was born, I could feel. The way they act in The there. way yeah. they are. I could, essentially, yeah. like, a soul. I don't believe in that kind of shit, but essentially, you can feel their soul. Yeah, their energy. And their energy, and mm-hmm. when they come out, they are that person. Yep. And it is, like, just a perpetual, they're just growing more and more to be that person. Yeah. 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 It's like so. fractals, right? <laughs> uh, and I it makes you that. understand the world a lot better, then. Yeah, it does. It helps you kind of. That's what we all are. Process. Yeah. Things. And and uh, we are who we are. Yeah, we are who we are. So you kind of give people a break a little. Yeah, more. you need to be more accepting. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's really beautiful, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. Cool. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles, baby. <laughs> Here we are. Um, this was so fun. It was a really good time. Welcome to the Clam Bake always makes my week. It's just the best. Um, so how do people find your podcast? We are everywhere that fine podcasts are, I was going to say sold, but just given free. Yeah. Uh, Why Mommy Drinks. <laughs> we're Why Mommy Drinks. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're everywhere. I right? know you're on the Facebooks and the Instagrams, those things. That's right. We're on uh, Twitter uh, at Mommy Drinks Show. We're also on Facebook. We have a page there, and we have a group there for people, uh, listeners who want to hang out and, and talk to each other. We have a really great community over there. And we also have a web series on Awestruck. Cool. It's called Drink and Be Mommy. Drink and Be Mommy. And sometimes we're on Asshole Parents or A-Hole Parents. A-Hole Parents on <laughs> Awestruck as well. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else I'm missing? But yeah, it's a really fun podcast. You should all yeah, take follow a us, listen. listen, and you don't have to be parents to listen. That's, no, that's the important thing. I mean, it's it's a cautionary tale. Oh show yeah, too. you know, like when you're at the grocery store and you hear and you see like a kid having a tantrum on the floor, totally, and you're like, ha At least I'm not that lady. There's that's an element show. of that yeah. listening to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Of just like oh. 
great. I'm not that horrible thing didn't happen to it's me. Also, it's also <laughs> kind of nice to listen to some of the comedians and writers and directors. Like nobody talks about their experience really as like a celebrity or in entertainment, but to yeah. just listen to them with their experience in parenting is really unique. I e- think even very successful people, yeah, yeah, still are like, They're what am like, I doing? Oh yeah. yeah, well I was just humbled by this, you know, yeah. or like you're like, oh. Even if they look like Instagram influencer moms. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they come on and they're like, nope. Yeah. No, it's a shit show. Yeah. And it makes you feel better. Yeah. Because we're all just a great big happy shit show. I love it. And you guys just got like some awesome PR about like being a funny podcast, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, uh, Side splitter? Splitsider. Yep, that one. Dot com wrote us up. <laughs> yeah, they were like, you're like a podcast to listen to, so listen to it. Yeah, and then right. we were also a recommended, or what is it, Apple? That's right, on Apple Podcasts, we were a featured podcast yeah. there, too. Dang, yeah. ladies. We, 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 yeah, it was a good week. It was. <laughs> it was a good week. Great. <laughs> That's great. So go find My Mommy Drinks. Thanks for listening to Welcome to the Clam Bake. Reach out to us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, write us an email, whatever you like. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, clams. Bye. To the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. Welcome to the clam bake. What's a creative podcast network?